welcome to the Leader's Life Podcast, where we implement that old school grind with that new school mind. What is up, fam? I am your host, Amar. And before we get started, please make sure you hit on that subscribe button so you never, ever miss out. And if you think this podcast is awesome, hook your boy up with a five-star review because that helps people find this podcast organically. With that being said, we have the expert series. I have one of my great friends and embodiment coach. Welcome back to the Leader's Life podcast, Abby. Hello. It is such an honor to be back. Well, it's an honor to have you back. And I'm glad, I'm glad first off, I brought Abby back because she's starting something new. She's starting something fresh. She's starting something different. But I want to start off this podcast right off the bat with Abby just left an amazing, amazing job to follow her dreams. I did. It feels and, really, yes. as we're getting down to the final days, it's getting really fucking scary, but very exciting at the same time. So I just got to ask you, because I know a lot of people are going through this right now. You had an amazing job with amazing people and you finally took the trust in yourself to go out and now do what you're doing right now as an embodiment coach yeah. full time. Can you relate or help? Like what was, what was going on in your head and what made you finally decide to just go with it and say, you know what? I love this job, but I have to take care of myself. And this is my calling. Yeah. I, I really love that question because I haven't been happy in the role for a while and it wasn't because of the people. It wasn't because of the company. It wasn't because of really what I did anyways. I just didn't feel challenged in the way that I really desired to be challenged. And I realized that it wasn't energetically aligned anymore. And it's very easy to say at a job that we love deep down, even though energetically we're extremely unhappy and that can show up as we start to feel resentful in areas. We can start to feel our energy drain. I'm a very naturally high energy person. I noticed that my energy was draining some, but everything that was going on in my head was, this is my family. These have been the people that are my rocks. I, they've taken me through rock bottom and helped me get out to the other side. These are the people that mean the absolute world to me. I love the mission that we're on. I love creating what we're doing. And so it wasn't an easy decision to make at all. I started to have the awareness really deeply when I was in Costa Rica in June of this year, 2022, at my sacred sexuality retreat. And we're doing breath work and all these other different beautiful exercises throughout the day and connecting other people. And it came up to me that by the end of the year, a new opportunity will arise. And I didn't know what that was. It's kind of one of those things that pop up and you're like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, well, how do I even trust that? You it's, you can bring in all this anxiety with it by thinking the thoughts, but I decided to just tune into my body and just trust that whatever is meant to happen will happen. And it all played out so beautifully and turned into this beautiful, like, but like almost like this butterflies coming out of the cocoon, but also like my, well, in this case, like father birds, usually it's mama bird, but you know, they're my men mentors, like this beautiful, like send off of like spread your wings. And it's truly because I listened to my body 
Because if I would have listened to my head, my head would have been like, what the fuck are you doing? This isn't smart. Like, how are you going to make it? Just every, anything possible of limiting belief you could possibly think of came up. But tuning into my body is what really gave me the courage to do it. Wow. Well, great, great, great answer to that. Because that's another thing is that we say it all the time, how our head, our head talks us out of it, where our gut kind of tells you to follow it. And that is now what you're doing. And then you are now specifically now helping women find, get yeah. into their body, right? So can you elaborate yeah. a little bit exactly on what you're doing today? Because this is exciting. Yeah, well, I think it really does go hand in hand with what I was doing before, which last time I was on here, I was more manifesting coach. Mm-hmm. And manifesting to me is being the embodied magnet to your deepest desires. And the reason why I feel this really deep calling to help women now And not that I won't ever help men again. I have a program where I'll be offering to help men as well and women, but more of like the one-on-one space of helping women is that as women, we have been suppressed for so many generations. If we think back to 50s, 60s, I mean, women couldn't have bank accounts until the seventies, right? So like almost eighties. And when we think of being able to leave with our intuition, it just hasn't really been a thing that we've been taught it's, I mean, no one really has, but women intuitively, right. Have, have so much wisdom inside of us because our womb space, we create a lot of life. And I mean, we don't create a lot of life. We create life. We birth children, right? Like men can't do that. And there's so much power and women that can serve men at a higher level as well, but also serve her and the journey that she is on or they are on, you know, however they like to be defined and but just by being connected to the womb space, there's a lot of wisdom to be shared there. Then why is that not talked about enough? Because I'm learning a lot of this stuff, as I said, offline with yeah. you. And, and, and I'm fortunate enough, as I said, to have you as a good friend for you to share these type of things. But for just the person listening right now, what do you exactly mean by like leaning to that womb space? And for, for that, for, especially for that female listener, so they can kind of understand a little bit deeper in layman's term of exactly yeah. what you're doing. Beautiful question. And well, with men, I'll say like gut space, right? To like mm-hmm. womb and gut are kind of the same thing. Men just don't obviously have a womb space. And so essentially we live in a world that is a very masculine energy driven world. That's how it's always been because it's a very sense of controlling. They want to be really high achieving, which there's nothing wrong with high achieving. I want to point that out, but it's a manipulation. If we look at, especially what's happening all over the world that surrounds us, it's very manipulative. It's very controlling. It's my way or the highway. While we are totally guided and we actually speak our truth that goes against someone, you're, you're automatically judged. Like I don't want to talk politics. That's a great example, right? If you have one view, or someone else and someone's like, no, that's wrong. And it's, it's not wrong. It's their truth. But the feminine energy that got that womb space is the truth. It's speaking what feels aligned for us and trusting that and flowing with that. And just this beingness of receiving and accepting what is versus feeling we have to control every situation. Got it. That's a great, great, great explanation. Because that's another thing I I remember, there was something where something I read that where like the women like just you talk about that hundreds of 1000s of years ago, where they were just known to be gatherers and you know, the gathering and, and gatherers where the men were the hunters. So like men are very, very horse blinds on, you know, mm-hmm. eye on the prize, good to go where 
the women are kind of in that control where they're gathering in it hundreds of thousands of years later, kind of the same instincts are, are coming about. So I think, I think that's pretty badass that, uh, that you brought that up. Yeah. And it's not a, a hate on men, right? Like it's not saying that I think women need to be in charge and women need to be in power because I don't think that's the case at all. Like when it comes to feminism, I think that it's feminism is actually toxic because of what people think it is, is not actually what it is. If you look really deep into it, that's a conversation for another day, <laughs> but I'm a firm believer that we as a union need to be more in balance of the masculine feminine energies, which isn't a gender, but women can naturally lead more towards like this flowing, receptive, intuitive guidance that can actually lead their partner, their man, or their bosses or whoever it is into helping them also achieve their goals. And so it's this beautiful power dynamic together and not in a controlling gross power dynamic, more of like, that's a badass power couple or badass, you know, power team. Like that's what can be really possible. Got it. That's much more clarity in that. I love that. Yeah. Now, you said something earlier offline about like you're essentially like the, the perfect client, the perfect person who would, you know, need this type of embodiment or in this type of guidance is you, you said they're tired of living a life of limited, not liberated. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. Well, when you think of limited, Amar, like when you, if you think of somewhere in your life that you maybe do feel limited or used to not feel limited or used to feel limited, like what does limited mean to you? Oh, I mean, that's a great question. I remember at a time, like I'd never thought I could make over a thousand dollars. And then it was like, yeah. I never make over $5,000 more. And then, yeah. Mm -hmm. So money was a great example of my life earlier on about like, just, there was just limit and you can never have enough of it in my, my opinion. Yeah. And so when I think of limited, I think of feeling small. And that's why I want to bring that in because there's so many different ways that we can feel limited in our life. We feel small. We feel like we're not playing full out. We think we're not speaking our truth. We're continuously seeking validation versus trusting yourself. That is what I consider to be limited. Wherever in your life that you're not like full fuck yes, experiencing pleasure and just feeling so excited for life, that is a limitation. And so liberation is excitement. It's feeling like, oh my God, like, holy shit, I'm alive. That's what one of my mentors, Layla Martin has said, it's like, holy shit, we're alive. And if you're not feeling that, holy shit, we're alive in different areas of your life, doesn't have to just be, you know, bedroom with a partner. It doesn't have to be work. It doesn't mean there's every area that you don't feel that. That's what I help people and help women connect back into is that power of the liberation that they have. Yes. And what I love what you do is that, hey, I'm going to say this for every guy out there is that you help women as well, kind of because getting intuition with their body to be comfortable comfortable and confident where then they will show up more sexual to their husbands and their spouses and their partners. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. Cause I mean, a lot of the work that we do is, is and when I do one-on-one, -on -one, it's like a lot of energetic with the Yoni work, but then a lot of the one-on-one -on -one practices are with your Yoni, which is also your pussy. For those of you that I don't like that word, I'm sorry. Coochie, I love that word. That's how I just <laughs> but your yoni yes is a beautiful sacred space as well and there's i mean once again women you're birthing life 
none of us could be here without a woman birthing us. Whether you get along with your mom or not, you're here because of woman. And that just goes to show how much power that there is within our womb, our womb and our yoni space and how much life and force and creation that you have there that the world is meant to experience and how much more pleasurable in the bedroom it can be with your partner but also much more pleasurable your relationship can be and this collaboration and this really sacred union versus feeling like you're just kind of married or dating or this, ah, oh, just my partner. And you're like, no, that's my partner. Like with, with you're saying with passion. Yeah. It's a lot more passionate. That's a lot more commutative too. When you first learn how to communicate with yourself, you learn how to communicate with someone else. And oftentimes we struggle to communicate most with our partners and what our needs are or what would make us happy. And then you're suppressing that. And when you suppress your partner, you're suppressing everywhere else in life as well. See, I love that. I love that you just mentioned that because that's my quite my next question to you is what is the most common, common suppressed emotion or feeling that you've, you see, you've seen from your clients? Mm, yeah, well, I think like pleasure is probably not, not necessarily like pleasure is an emotion, but it's that feeling. It's the full body aliveness. So Omar, you've done breath work, right? For an example, you've done breath work. You felt the kind of like the tingliness in your body. Yes. Or like think of when you're excited to go on a trip, you're just like want to jump around. You're like, Woo, like, oh my goodness. It's like, it's a feeling that your body gives you that's not sluggish, but this like excited child that's about to go get ice cream right and that is a feeling that a lot of people have suppressed because there's so much other shit that's down there because once again pleasure isn't just sexual pleasure is everywhere in our life pleasure is in the work that we do when you don't feel pleasure in your work what are you doing you're coming home and you're like ugh. I don't want to do this. I, I don't want to cook dinner. You don't want to take care of yourself. So then you're suppressing everywhere else because you're not excited for the day. You don't feel that pleasure throughout your body. Wow. Perfect. Thank you for that. That's, that's a great explanation again about it, because that's another thing too. I feel that in today's, in today's society, it's, it's more frowned upon, or I guess taboo. I'll use the word taboo. I've been using that lately to talk about that even talk yeah. about like the, 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 the pleasuring within communication with couples talking about, Hey, what, what turns me on, what turns you on? But that is something that people are embarrassed to talk about even yeah. with relationships. So what is your advice to that woman, that man in that relationship that are, they want to, I'll say spice it up or connect. They want to connect mm -hmm. deeper, but they're embarrassed. Yeah. Well, I think what's important too is a lot of the work that I do is not inside the bedroom, especially in partnership, because in my full belief, in my experience and what I've experienced with clients is that when they first focus on self outside the bedroom, the bedroom just becomes natural. It's not about how well can you give a blowjob? It's not about like, oh, this different position because those things start to become intuitively natural. And now you're having this really spicy sex life of trust. And so to build the turn on, to build the trust is communicating something that would just make you feel really good. Whether it's putting the dishes away, doing laundry, 
right? Like turn on isn't always sexual or, hey, it would make me really happy and feel really loved if we just went on a date. We don't have to be anything crazy or expensive. I just want to spend one-on-one time with you. But finding what it is that's going to make you feel more connected to your partner. Where do you feel disconnected to your partner? Because the reason why you don't have sexual energy and this sexual like excitement with your partner isn't just because sex is bad. It's not because you're not physically attracted, you're not sexually attracted anymore. There's because now there's a disconnect between the two of you. And so it's finding what made you feel really connected when you first got together or what would make you feel more connected now. Maybe it's having a foot massage. Hey, I'm going to feel really loved and feel really connected if you gave me a foot massage or took a bath together. That's one of my favorite things is like taking a bath together and just hanging out. Yes, I like that. And it's so funny you say that because one of the things that Shannon, my wife and I do is the hot tub is one of our like, that's our safe zone. That's our like, let's just relax, chill and connect from there. And you said something that made me think as well, because, you know, you know, my wife's coach and she, Mm -hmm. so at the mirror in our bathroom, it's written down on her side. It says authentic connection. Yeah. It's written on her side of the mirror. And And I thought I was like, I know what that is, but something like that is her goal lately is having authentic connection, not only with me, but with everybody she gets to be around. And she's been showing up, I feel as a better spouse, a better mother, because of that intention of being, you know, having that authentic connection. Yeah. I love that because yeah, I mean, authentic connection you know, I think a lot of the time when I tell people that I work with women and I work with their yonis and helping them feel more pleasure in life, people think automatically it's just to have the better sex life. And like, that, sure, like that, that's a part of it, but that's not my ultimate, like ultimate mission. And when like you talk about like Shannon doing the authentic connection, it starts with himself. And so before she was able to come have a more authentic connection with you or the kids or her friends, it's she had to start looking inward at where can I be more authentic in the connection that I have with myself? Yes. And you nailed it. It's, it's, it's like, how am I supposed to help you if I cannot even, how am I supposed to trust you if I can't even trust myself? Or how are you supposed to trust me if I can't trust yourself? And it all starts with you because we, I, I mean, you and I, we see that all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and do people just don't trust themselves. And what would be your advice to that person who is struggling to just trust themselves. And they're the ones who are sabotaging relationships or connections because they just don't trust themselves because of their past experience. Yeah. Well, I think it's figuring out like, what was the scenario that you wish you trusted yourself and you didn't, right? Like, where did you stay at a job longer than you wanted to? Where did you stay in a relationship longer than you wanted to? And now you don't trust yourself. And so now it's, you're having to find, okay, that's where I didn't listen to myself. What were the gut feelings that intuitive hits of this isn't right? And even now it's like, oh, you should go do yoga or go to the gym. And you're like, no, I don't actually feel like doing it. I don't want to feel like actually like journaling. I don't feel like meditating. I don't feel like t- taking a bath, but listening to that intuitive hit of that and just trusting whatever it is, it doesn't have to make sense. A lot of the time, the things that we do don't make sense in the moment. Big example is when we went to Europe at the beginning of the year, I had this intuitive feeling of you need to go to Europe, you need to go to Europe. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And then I asked for a sign. I asked for like a yellow butterfly 
I immediately 30 seconds saw one later. And so I just trusted it. It didn't have to make sense. But because that, I mean, that was a big example, right? But like a small example is like trusting myself to go after like my fiance. And even though that was my best friend, like that's a great small example. I guess that's not really small because that's scary too. But <laughs> like this is small, finding small things where you're having these hits of where you're like, oh, I think I need to do this. Just do it. Don't question it. Just be like, all right. Because as soon as you give yourself a second to question it, now your brain's coming in telling you all the reasons why you shouldn't do it. Yes. I love that you said that as well, because that's what it is. People look for signs and then they question the signs that come about. It's yeah. like, I just need a sign to leave my job. And they and get all the signs the in the world. <laughs> and it's not big enough. It's oh. like, you got to get hit with a whole ass construction sign for you to actually understand it's a sign. Don't wait for that sign because by the time you get to that sign, it's, it's not too late, but now you're like in this whole, Oh, I should have just listened sooner, which is what I could have done. Right. Like I could have near a year from now, I'm still at the same job and didn't trust my gut. And yeah, I just, going through embodiment coaching. I was like, oh, but everybody knows me for manifesting, but I've been in this whole sacred sexuality course over the last year. And I just trusted it. I was like, I enjoy how people manifest through pleasure. What else can I help people do through pleasure? And I trusted it. And it was like an expensive trust, but here we are. And it's the best decision of my life. Yeah. And you said it was the expensive decision and people don't understand that the most important investment that you're going to ever make in your life is investing yourself. Exactly. I say it all the time. I did a podcast episode on that. I am a finance guy. I've invested in stocks. I've invested in building everything. You name it. I've invested in it. And the most return I've ever gotten is through investing in myself. Yeah. It's And I, if you would have told Amar this three years ago, I would have been like, Abby, you're fucking crazy. Definitely. I'm right there with you, man. I mean, before I got into personal development years ago, I was like, who the fuck would spend that kind of money on things? Like I would never do that. And then last year I literally spent, not that last year was my first time investing in myself, but last year was my first big investment in myself. And it was over 12,000 and that, and so, and then within the last year I invested myself again. So I've invested over 15,000, actually I think over 20,000, if I actually sit down, look at the numbers in the last year. And I'm like, holy shit, this was life-changing. And it's not always easy. Like investing yourself's hard. It's scary. Going through the process of change is scary. Going through the transformation is scary. But when you're out on the other side, you might have this whirlwind of like, what the fuck did I just do? But you also just gain so much knowledge that you're like, that was the best thing I ever did. <laughs> yes. The problem that I feel like a lot of people have today is that they will question everything. And because they question everything, they will not end up taking action. Like an example, like that chart that we were looking at yesterday with the emotions, right? Yeah. I joined Abby's program. I'm excited. I'm stoked. I'm ready to do this, right? And then, (laughs) yeah, I'm just like, I see, I see it. I feel it. Oh my God, I'm going to be the best, best version of myself. And then all of a sudden I'm in there. And then when it's time to take time to do the work, time to take action, I start questioning myself. I start saying, oh shit, like, why did I do this? Oh, shiny object syndrome. Oh, I'm distracting myself. Oh, blah, 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 blah. But talk about that because we had a fresh conversation yesterday. Oh my God. I mean, we, we, we all question ourselves. 
Like that's the first thing I want to point out. Like if you're sitting here being like, oh, finally someone gets me. Like everyone questions themselves because you've been taught from the day that you're born to seek to someone else for answers. And like think your parents, your teachers, babysitters, now your partners, like all these other people, because you've never been taught to trust your own self and your intuition. And that's why like when coaches say like, I'm going to give you all the answers. I hate that. I absolutely despise that because no, you're not, you're not going to give someone all the answers because there's the passion. Get it out, girl. Only person that has all the fucking answers is yourself. Now, does someone else have the tools and resources that they use to help find the answers within? Absolutely. And that's what I tell people. I'm like, I'm not giving you the answers. I'm not telling you exactly what to do, anything like that. But I'm going to give you the tools and resources. I'm going to guide you through how to use them. And I'm going to help you find the answers that are within. So you now know how to guide yourself in life and stop seeking everywhere else but within. Because you're not living the life of your true self as long as you're seeking to everyone else. I, I, I freaking love that. Love that answer. I, I, it's so, so true. And nobody talks about it, no matter what nobody program does. it is, it can be from Tony Robbins to freaking Joe Schmo. And it's everyone. not going to give you all the answers. It's going to give you, as you just said it, you nailed it, the resources and then with the resources, it's your job, your job, not they Tony Robbins, not, Rob Nile, not anybody else's. It's your freaking job to do that. Well, no one has all the answers. And as soon as you can understand that life gets really interesting at first, you're in this mind fuck of like, what do you mean? No one has all the answers. Everything I know is a lie. And we call that the part of the awakening. Right. But it's uh -huh. like, there's, so, there's truth in everything. There's a reason why it all exists to some point. But when you've constantly have seek someone else's truth, you now don't even know what your truth is. And so as soon as you understand, like no one's got all the answers, but take what resonates and leave what doesn't, which is my favorite saying, find the truth that is real for you and then follow that. It doesn't have to make sense to anyone else, but do what is feels true and alive within you. And life starts to feel really amazing. I agree with you hundred percent on that one, because once again, you, I'm going to say it, if you don't trust yourself, why the hell will who the heck will trust you? And one. yeah. And when you do that, you end up, you end up suffocating yourself without realizing it and being stuck in that situation. But you are very woo. I say it all the time. Oh, I'm super woo. I'm a thousand percent. Like I, I'll if someone really wants to go down that path, I will take them. But I keep a lot. Of, I, I don't keep, a, I don't gatekeep any information. I'm a firm believer that I don't like to gatekeep anything. And so like, that's one thing I get told all the time. They're like, wow, you really just give me a lot of information. I'm like, why would I gatekeep it like that? Like I have, I have a little bit more further advanced knowledge in some departments and that's okay. Cause everyone's got it further than me. And I don't want them to gatekeep for me either. No, I, I agree with you. My, 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 my whole, my whole concept of theory is just like, Hey, share, you never go broke giving, give them what you know, give them yes. what you feel is going to benefit them. And then let them, let them kind of go from there because you can lead them through water, but it's their decision to drink. Right. right. So with, with that being said about that, I want to talk about that stubborn person that Mm -hmm. The one who I'll call him old Amar, I guess. The one that's like, who's <laughs> stupid? Who's crazy? 
Woo, whatever, one, 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 two, 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 three, 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 bullshit, crazy, crazy, whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you have that stubborn person that's like, oh, whatever, like you can't get me out of my head and into my gut, or, you know, that stubborn person that just wants change, but doesn't necessarily believe in that because that was me. I mean, I'm just being yeah. very candid with you. What is your first advice to that person? Because I know that was you as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I went, before I went down the change path, I went down this, I'm fine. I don't need help. I'm good. Like, no, I'll figure it out myself. And then I realized someone's got the answers. Someone's got something for me that's going to get me where I'm going faster. And then I also was just tired of feeling the way I was. And so when someone's being really stubborn, I never push, right? Like, I'm not going to push someone because you, like you said earlier, like you can't, you can leave the horse water, but you can't make them drink. But if you're stubborn, there's fear there and there's resistance there. And that's when you have to ask yourself, why? Are you actually happy with where you're at? And if you're not happy with where you're at, you're not going to be happy with where you're going because nothing changes and nothing changes. And there's, when it comes to the woo, there's a lot of science to back things up, like quantum physics. Like if you want to really get into those things, I can deep dive people into science. And that's why typically we like starting people through is like, I'll, those things. But ultimately it's like, that's where I come back to the saying, like find what resonates, leave what doesn't. Because as time goes on, like at first I wasn't super woo because it didn't make sense. And I was like, I was a skeptical person. I was like, there's no way that makes sense. And I think it's important to be skeptical about everything that you have in life, but asking yourself, like, where does that maybe like, does it feel true to you? Right? Like you don't have to leave numbers but like from universe and all these other things. And that's cool. But like, how do you feel right now? And then maybe just use that. Cause I don't look at numbers as like someone's giving me a direct message with a certain number. If I see a repeating number, I reflect on the thoughts that I just had, because once again, if we're looking at the number and what the number means, you're giving away your truth and what you felt in that moment. And so with someone that's stubborn, Start small, find what feels true. Where, what do you question about in life? And deep dive into that. Like I start, I deep dove into quantum physics first, which is, I mean, you can find a lot of books that kind of like, I call it like the dummy version of quantum physics. Like I'm not a genius. I'm not a scientist, but I've got a decent understanding now to know like we are made of different cells in our bodies and cells vibrate at a certain frequency. And then when we what you vibrate at, you attract. And so like, that's when it comes to being the embodied magnet. Like, Hey, you want to attract good shit? Like you got to be putting out good shit. And that's just straight up science. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Because I mean, and I'm going to give it a little example. Like I know what, I guess what you were saying is like that stubborn person that is ignoring all the signs. Because for me, I'll give you an example, a true example. I've been seeing five, 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 like insane. Mm -hmm insane 555 i saw it this morning i'll see it tonight it's the followers on my personal instagram page it's just i'm seeing 555 everywhere so what do i do hey abby what does 555 mean yeah what out there what, what is 555 anyway just means change is coming that's what the number means but you know coming back once again it's like don't give the number meaning like pay attention to your thoughts that you're noticing whenever you see those synchronicities, like the repeating numbers, right? Like you don't have to look up everything. 
And if you want to, and that's your truth, I highly support that. Do that. But for the stubborn person, they're probably like, I don't want to look at that. I don't really, I don't know if I believe that, but you believe a thought that you were just having because you just had it. So what is your thought representing to you in that moment? Is that just a reminder of like, I mean, so for the stubborn person to break it down, you get to a point, even if you're stubborn, typically you hate where you're going. So you get, you make a change. Yeah. You get to a point where you're just like, yeah, I'm really fucking over this. So I, I need to make some kind of change. So let me try it all on and see what fits. And then when it falls on their face, they're like, you see, I know I never should have tried it. And that's, that's the that's issue. Life. Yeah. And, and <laughs> that's, that's fucking life. And that's, that's something that I, that I see a lot of is like, you know, I, sh- you will not fool me twice. You will not fool me twice. I got burnt in business. I got burnt. I got cheated on. I got hurt from this person, that person, and therefore it's going to happen to me again. And so therefore I'm going to avoid chasing my dream because the last time I chased my dream, I got burnt. I got this, I got that. What yeah. is your advice to that person? It's just a sign that wasn't what it was supposed to be. Just because one thing went bad once doesn't mean that's the way it's always going to go. The only thing you can do is you can't trust other people. You can't trust other things, but you can trust yourself. And so if shit hits the fan, you need to trust yourself enough. This goes back to what we're talking about. Trust -hmm. yourself enough to know that you'll make the right decision in this situation because you're going to, it's life. You're going to get burned sometime. Like it's going to happen, but imagine I, and I have to remind myself of this also sometimes is imagine that you had an entire book and saw exactly how your life went. How boring would that be to know that what you, everything you did a year from now, everything you ate, the most exciting moments of your life, it already played out in front of you. And now you have no unknown feeling of what's to come. And the unknown is only scary because for the nervous system, it's different and it's unfamiliar. And when the nervous system is triggered with something that's unfamiliar or uncomfortable, automatically it sends your brain a signal of danger when really it's just change when you don't know what it is. But yeah, life would be pretty boring if we knew everything that was going to happen in it anyway. So what's the worst that you can, I think Jim Carrey said it once. He saw his dad was an accountant and didn't chase his dreams and he still got burned. So I guess I'm going to chase my dreams because it looks like I can potentially get burned either way. And now look at him. He's doing pretty damn good at acting. Oh yeah. And talking a lot about, you know, mental health as well. So Jim Carrey is a great, great example of that because I was, when you were talking about, uh, about like the whole trusting in yourself and questioning it. And because as I said, I hear it, I see it on the regular Abby, as far as when people just do not know, do not know what to do. They're, they're burnt and they're going to stay the same. And when they stay the same, they end up not changing and end up being miserable and they end up sabotaging not only themselves, but the people around them. And I'm seeing that a lot lately now. It's like, I join a program, I spend money that my wife already gave me a hard time about. And I join a program and then I don't get the support from her. And then she is, you know, and then I end up not doing well. And then I got to hear this. And it's just like, you're, you're hearing, you're hearing the battle, but I'm noticing a lot lately, which is, which is terrible to say, but a lot of issues stem 
with trusting in themselves because their partners, their parents, people close in their life, just, mm -hmm. I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess convince them. There you go. Convince them to, yeah, that, they're, really, that, that they're crazy, right? I mean, I totally say it? there we go. Yeah. I mean, so when I first left corporate America, my mom did not approve. Uh, I left to join, you know, the company and at first it was hundred percent commission and she didn't see the vision. And she's like, who the fuck's going to pay that kind of money? You got a sweet spot here. She fed all the bullshit in my head. And I almost didn't trust myself enough to go through with it. So what would have happened? I would have. So there's two things. You're either going to disappoint yourself or you're going to disappoint someone else. If you disappoint someone else, they'll forget about it eventually. If that person's made to be into your life. And if it's not, that's okay. Sometimes people only serve a season. But if you disappoint yourself, you have to hold on to that into your deathbed. And so if you're at the end of your life and you look back at all the times that you disappointed yourself instead of someone else, imagine how much more greater your life could have been if you lived in your truth. If I would have listened to my mom and not left corporate America and said, never mind, I want to stay, I would not be in this position right now. I would not live the life that I do right now. I'd be at a job I fucking hate. And I probably wouldn't be with the partner I'm with now because I probably still would be my other shitty partner. Not a shitty person, shitty partner. There's a difference. I always point that out to you when I say these things because whatever else, right? People go down rabbit holes in their brain of thoughts. And so that's the question you have to ask yourself is that they also aren't confident in what it is is because you're not giving out the confidence because you're not confident in yourself and your decision. And so if you're already giving off that energy, how are they going to trust your decision? How are they going to feel confident? Because if you're confident in the money that you just invest in yourself or the dream that you want to chase or what is it you want to do? And you're like, I am so sure about this. They're going to eventually say after a couple of times, like, you know what? You believe in this so much. I'm just going to shut up. I'm going to sit back and watch. Because at that point, you're so confident. Why would they doubt you? But you're doubting yourself. And so trusting yourself, listening to your body, I'll tell you what, your body's got so much wisdom, y'all. I just, I wish I could just like nail that into every person's head in this entire world, because if everybody was living in their purpose of this world, the world would be a really happy place, but yeah. people aren't happy right now because they've suppressed all the shit because they've been trying to seek external validation and get all the recognition from everyone else but themselves. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting too, is that you have a great relationship with your mom and your mom was not shitting on you. Your mom was not trying to sabotage you. Your mom just wanted you to be in a safe spot, a safe yeah. position. I mean, I, if I'm being honest here, I've still not told my mom I quit my job. <laughs> <I'm going laughs> okay. So like, right. So like, then here comes the other point, right? It's that you get to a point where you're so validated in yourself and so confident in what you're going to do that you don't feel that you have to explain yourself to someone else. Whereas years ago, I felt I had to tell my mom everything. I had explained myself to her why I was doing it, the benefit behind it, because I wasn't confident. And now I'm like, no, nah, she doesn't need to know, you know, she'll figure it out eventually. It's not her life. It's my life. Like everything's going to work out. I'm so confident in that. 
that I just haven't told her. It's not because I'm afraid to tell her at this point. It's now because I don't seek her validation and her reassurance that it's going to be okay because I have so much of that within myself. Are my thoughts scary? And like, are you sure about this? Absolutely. But there's a calmness in my body that brings me so much peace. And that is the important part. That is beautiful. And that is the important part. But I want yeah. to I want to bring up something that you brought up earlier about the book. If you had your book of life, if you had your book, of, you know exactly what's going on. Yeah. There are people who are very, very much controlling or want to be in control and want to know that next but they don't they don't do well with the unknown they don't do well with surprises they don't do well with change they don't do well with that because they need to control every aspect of their life you cannot tell them anything if it's not written on this book on this planner on my schedule so what is your advice to that super controlling, stuck in their ways person. <laughs> yeah, this totally used to be me. <laughs> Definitely. And even sometimes there are certain things where I'll notice it's hard for me to let go of the control, but then I'm also noticing that I'm not just trusting that everything will work out. And so like, I used to be so bad. I remember being a kid or like, even when I was going to get engaged to, I was like, I just need to know. I need to make sure it's perfect. Like, and that wasn't that long ago, but I almost ruined the surprise for myself. And I was like, do I just look, do I like, do I find out or Christmas gifts as a kid, my mom stopped putting them in back. So I would, I would look. And I look back into those moments of how much stress it brought me and thought, why did I do that to myself? Because if I would have known, I would have been mad at myself because it would have ruined this really beautiful moment. And as a kid looking up like my gifts, I wasn't excited for it, excited as I was on Christmas day to open it because I already knew what it was. The excitement appeal was gone. I just wanted to have it. And so like, when we think of the next exciting thing that happens in our life, yeah, it might feel like, I just want to know, I just want to know, I just want to know, but if you're like me and you have ever felt that way, you've ruined a surprise before, like a thousand percent. You've done it. We've all done it at some point. And then you're just like, oh, I wish I didn't actually know. I wish I would have let myself be surprised. And now you're mad at yourself or you're disappointing yourself or you're shaming yourself. And so it's okay to not be in control of everything and to allow yourself to just receive the flow of life as uncomfortable as that is coming from someone who really has to step into what is like controls a masculine energy. Once again, as a reminder, we live in a world of control, a very high masculine energy. It's okay to step into the feminine essence sometime and just allow yourself to just be like, whatever's supposed to happen will happen. At first your body's be like, fuck no. But the more you kind of just tell yourself it, and force, and I don't need to use the word force, but like start meditating, grounding experience, like doing these different things, spending time in nature and disconnecting from those things. It starts to become a little bit easier. It's not easy at first, but it gets easier the more you try. Yes. Great, great, great answer. Because I know there's a lot of controlling, controlling people. As you said, you're recovering or you're still dealing with that and that, that engagement. Everyone, right? Like, oh my gosh, even, and there's certain aspects like 
you know, holidays are coming up or, and my mom since October asked me what day I'm coming, what day I'm coming. I'm like, I don't know. And so control what you can control. Focus on what you can control in each moment. If you cannot control it, why worry about it? Shift your focus somewhere else. Yes. If you're like, fuck, I'm so stressed right now. Like, I want to control this. I want to make sure it goes perfect. In order to switch that thought, my first thing I do is, well, what can I, what can I control right now? That's the first question I ask myself to bring me into the present moment, because all you're doing is living in a future and you're not in the present. And then you're going to look back someday and be like, I don't remember what happened. I wish I lived more in the present moment and just trusted that everything would work out because it would have been a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, that's something that I've been definitely putting into my my life is more like if it's not going, if I if it's not going to affect me in five years from now, three to five years from now, then why the hell am I stressing out stressing for it right now? That is something that was so hard for me to do. Like, yeah. why is this consuming my energy in two, three, four years from now? Is this going to be relevant? No. Okay, Amar, chill. I do have a five minute rule. I love that you just said that because I just totally made me think of the five minute rule that I shared yesterday with oh, you. Yeah. And I'm like, was that what I was getting at? Yeah, <laughs> but my five minute rule is because it's not a matter of like suppressing the emotion that you're feeling or the anxiety or the stress or the sadness. Like if I feel that, I give myself five minutes to feel it. I will grab a pillow and I'll hit the pillow. There's like rage exercise. I'll, I can, depending on what the emotion is, this isn't just like for controlling instances. Now this is like the, if it's not going to matter in five years, give yourself five minute rule, cry about it. There's rage exercises that I personally do that I talk about my email unless I give them all those details also on my Instagram. There's like, if you feel like you need to cry, like don't, don't hold it in. Just cry about it for five minutes. Scream into a pillow. Find what it is that you need to express in five minutes. Because well, after the five minutes is over, you're like, all right, yeah, it didn't even matter. I'm cool. There's yeah. plenty of times where I've done that. I I've been doing something recently with a baseball bat. I've just been swinging it really, really hard, left, right, left, right, left, right, and that's yeah. been kind of my like my stress reliever. Is just got and it's a heavy bat too. It's like a wooden bat that my yeah. mom got me and it's big boy. And I just swing left, right, left, right. And it's been definitely helping out. So I love, I love that tip. But what were you going to do? What do you normally do? Depends on what mood I'm in. So like a couple Fridays ago, I was just, this is a great example. Cause this is, a, I will never be the coach that tells someone I have all my shit together. Like that is what I like to pinpoint with everything because it's not relatable. And it's not true. No one has all of their shit together. People still go through shit. It's just different shit on a different level. And you actually, you just under, learn how to understand how to handle it better and to invite in more of that wisdom and that guidance and, you know, understanding that you need in order to, to move through it and to get through things. So like a few Fridays ago, I was just in my feels. I was just having a moment. So what I do, I just screamed and I cried and I let out all the shit. And after five minutes, I went, took a shower and I was like, I feel better. <laughs> so it just depends on what it is. But that is like, that's another thing with embodiment is learning how to honor each emotion as it comes up and finding the safe spaces it is. Like, and I'll come to my office and I have like pillows and I'll fucking grab a pillow and I'll scream into it. I'll punch it if I'm like feeling angry. 
because all that is, it's not the, you were not your emotion. It's just the energy trying to move through your body. And so finding a safe way to express that, to invite in the clear, yummy, delicious, fun energy that wants to be, wants to actually move through you. There you go. So that's the way to do it. And the number one thing I got out of that too, is don't keep your emotions in. Don't, don't keep them in. Don't bury them because that is the worst thing. I used to do that all the time. I'm like this, I'm the guy that would be silence mad. Like I just keep it in. I'm okay. I'm okay. And then all of a sudden, boom, a volcano. Just right. And that's not to say like, you know, you're at a dinner with someone and you're angry and now you start yelling, right? Like it's, it's not saying those things either. I'm going to clear that up. <laughs> uh, when we don't honor our emotion, anxiety can come up a lot more. Mm-hmm. So when I notice that I go, I'm, I don't call myself someone with anxiety, but I have phases of feeling anxious. And when I know I'm feeling anxious, there's an energy or emotion that I have not allowed to move through my body and, and allowed it to be released. And so I tune into one of my tools and resources that I teach my clients, because it's exactly what I use as well. In order to like move it through my body, which helps alleviate the anxiety, it helps alleviate the fears, it helps alleviate that needing to be in control to allow that more like dynamic, but beautiful, like flow and achieve energy versus like controlling achieve energy. Yes. That's, that is, that is huge because I'll say it again and again, I feel like a lot of people who have problems or very difficult with growth are the ones who want to control their growth, want to control everything. And the fact that you brought that in was, was perfect because I know there's somebody out here listening. It's like, yeah, that's me. That's me. I have to, I have to be in control in every aspect of my life. And and what you what you did was amazing, amazing tips right there. But as we wrap this up, Abby, we know that you're on social media. I know that November you were you were sold out in November with your program. December got sold out. So please, please, please let every all the listeners know where to find Abby and how they can connect with you because I know you got a lot of exciting things going on. Yeah, I definitely have a lot of exciting things coming on. So the best place to connect to me is on Instagram. I'm trying to be more of a TikTok girly. I'm not quite there yet, but if you follow my Instagram, I'll let you know when I'm more of a TikTok girly. And <laughs> manifesting with Abby. Amar is making jokes to me that you changed it to embodied with Abby. Yes. But as for now, it's manifesting with Abby and it's A-B-B-E-Y, Abby like the road. So you can find me on there. Um, I have a link in my Instagram as well that you can join to my emailing list, which I consider is like my virtual diary. It's more of like an intimate relationship with people that I get to chat with every week, put some something out, tips, tricks, tools, resources, all those yummy things. And I typically offer, you know, when I have a new program opening or one-on-one coaching is opening, I'll typically offer to my emailing list first as well. Uh, and then I have an ebook. So from there, you can you can download the ebook as well on my social media. Sweet. We're gonna have everything on the show notes as well to make cool. sure it's embodiment or manifest. We'll we'll have we'll have the correct one in the show notes. So make sure you, <laughs> you, you click on that. Yeah, Abby, right. Abby, thank you so much for taking time out of your crazy day to coming on the podcast and just sharing your amazing knowledge and fire because I know a lot of great nuggets out of this and hopefully, hopefully, hopefully somebody can take a few things out of this this lesson. So thank you so much. Thank you, Omar. It is, and once again, it's an honor to be back here with you and I just appreciate you so much and what you're doing for your community because I do listen to your podcast. I don't just come on it. I listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for listening to that. Five stars. 
<laughs> What'd you say? Five stars. Five yes. Stars. Five <laughs> star review. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that's that. Thank you all so much for showing up and listening. Please click on that subscribe button so you never, ever miss out and share this with your family, friends, and tribe. And you think this is valuable information, tag me at Leaders Life Podcast. You all freaking rock. Remember, why not you? Why not now? Hope you have an amazing rest of your day.